The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Jefferson, sung by uh, Jeanette Dubois, called Moving On Up, just like the song says. Uh, that's number six in our list of top ten theme songs, TV, television theme songs of all times. Just a review for those just joining us. Number ten was the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Number nine, Gilligan's Island. Number eight, Hawaii Five-0. And number seven, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And then that, uh, the Jeffersons. Sherman Helmsley. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you what the lead actor's name was in the Jeffersons, but Sherman Helmsley, and I went on my Fresh Prince of Bel-Air bit there the last half hour. Yeah. Sherman Helmsley was one of the best guest appearance actors on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because he played a competing lawyer with Uncle Phil. Oh, really? Oh, and the back and forths they had, and it was maybe once a season that Sherman Helmsley would show up, but my God. I, like <laughs> I don't, I don't really think I watched the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. No, no, like the music, like, <laughs> yeah. like the theme song. Oh yeah. yeah, it's to me. I mean, it's one of the shows I grew up with, so I absolutely love it. It's on Netflix. If I'm, you know, getting close to going to bed or something, or bored, and there's nothing on TV, if I throw on, it's like Seinfeld to me. Yeah, you know, there's nothing on. You're bored. It's raining outside, and you just want something to watch for a little bit. Throw in a couple of episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and I'm in stitches within minutes. At our house, uh, the go-to is Seinfeld, and usually the kids uh, put it on, but we watch it, or The Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. It's one of those shows you can pretty much watch out of order, and it doesn't really matter, right? No, it doesn't. I I saw an article this morning, didn't print it, didn't send it to you, but it was about Macaulay Culkin. Oh, yeah. And how he was... How's he doing? (laughs) Well, here's the funny thing. (laughs) Apparently, they begged him... To be on the Big Bang Theory, like to be a star of the Big Bang Theory when they wrote it. And oh. it, yeah, he turned them down repeatedly. Uh, and according to, it was on a podcast that was uh, Joe, uh, Rogan's po- podcast. I didn't hear the podcast, but I saw the article. That he turned it down, uh, I think, four times to the point where his agent or manager finally got hold of the production people and said, stop asking him. Like, he do- he's not interested. He needs a new agent. Oh. <laughs> well, he says now, in hindsight, it was him, him that was Macaulay Culkin that was being interviewed. He said in hindsight that. Uh, yeah, sure. He'd probably have $100 million now, but yeah. he wouldn't have enjoyed his life. What? So I don't know why you go into acting if you don't want to be the star of one of the most popular sitcoms on television, but okay. After being one of the most applauded young actors in Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, I mean, hmm. come Christmas time, those are two at the top of my list. And again, it's, sure. beca- it's because I, I was like four when the first one came out, the first Home Alone movie. So you could readily identify with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, no, you're right, though. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Hmm, maybe my parents will bring me to the airport, <laughs> and maybe Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern will try to break into See, my place. My parents actually did do that, so it wasn't a reach <laughs> for me. Like, nobody broke in or anything, but they would be like, I'm sure they'll be fine. I said we get into the big blue folder because it's Friday, and I haven't gotten into it yet. So here's one for you, because I thought of you as soon as I saw this. Um, I don't the, know if that's a good thing or a bad Well, thing. you always have an interest in food. I mentioned yesterday, you mentioned food trucks, and you light up, right? And I know you're always looking for that perfect gift. So you combine those two thoughts. There's someone selling teddy bears made out of raw chicken. 
Uh, her name is Maggie, and she lives in uh, Louisiana, and she's selling teddy bears uh, on Facebook made out of raw chicken, and they literally are made out of raw chicken. She stitches together raw chicken parts in the shape of a teddy bear, and you can either cook it or eat it. The bears look something like you'd find in a horror movie. I mean, they're obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. the eyes are all <laughs> displaced and one's crossed. You know what it looks and... like? It looks like, uh, if you, you know, because this is Theater of the Mind Radio, so to try and picture it, it looks like a teddy bear made out of a chicken. That's exactly what it looks like. Well done. Thank you. It's a shame uh, she's uh, apparently out of the bear game business temporarily uh, because her offering went viral and then she pulled it down. Um, I think there could be some issues with the postal service. I don't think you can ship raw chicken teddy bears, and so that might have been the problem. Um, here's uh, how she priced it. It was 35 bucks per chicken teddy bear. Oh, yeah. Close to our hot dog water offering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or $25 if you sent her the chicken. So, so 10 bucks for the chicken. So we send her the chicken. Well, I guess you take it to her house, maybe. I don't know. I, I can't imagine... How long would a chicken teddy bear last? I don't know. Where do you store a chicken? Anyway. Where do you... St- for an additional price, Brad. Oh. She would also sew clothes for your chicken bear. Oh, of course. I mean, what's a chicken bear without clothes? Well, you can't have a bear chicken bear. I mean, honest. <laughs> with its rubbery skin. Who Who is, like, cuddling up to it? Anyway. It's so gross. This one here has been sitting in the folder for over a week, because I remember it from last Friday. Um... And I, I don't really, I, you know, want to blame Bell for this, Bell Canada. And I don't want to, you know, say that they were reckless. Because I, I, reckless, because I understand totally how this happened. But yeah, there's a... Let's be careful here. Okay, Twitter user from Moncton. Her name is Nikki. And she had just moved into a new house. I think it was Wednesday of last week. And she had a fiber optic cable for internet access installed on, on the Friday. So, yeah, that is when I read the story, on Friday. So she was really excited to have internet access, which, by the way, worked. So Bell came out and you know, installed it. And I know in the past, that's a day we all wait for, right? They can cut your cable or your internet off with a switch, but to install it, you've got to wait for a guy to come to your house or a guy or a girl, and sometimes it's weak. So she was pretty pleased that they got there on the Friday to install her internet, and as I say, the internet worked. And uh, then she tweeted Bell saying, well, Bell, I am very angry and sad you drilled the fiber op cable through my drain pipe on a long weekend when plumbers are going to be expensive, not to mention I have no internet now. Uh, so there was a picture, and what had happened was, I guess the guy just picked a place in the wall, which you gotta, right? And I'm sure that he maybe, I'm guessing, he had one of those stud finders or something, so he knew not to drill into a stud, but for or maybe he didn't because he would think a pipe would fall, would also come up with a stud finder. He drilled right through the pipe, so and then ran the cable through it. Oh, perfect. Right, so she pulled the drywall off to take a look because she there was leakage, like suddenly, and it's a sewer pipe. Right, sewer pipe. So it's not it's you know it's wastewater that's leaking. Mm-hmm. Um, she went on Reddit and uh, talked about it as well. That went viral. Uh, Bell did come correct the problem, but uh, meanwhile, she had the picture posted. And it does look idiotic, honestly. Of course it does. But it's only after you remove the drywall that it really looks idi- idiotic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all drilled into something, haven't we? Our foot, you know what I mean? Like our, a wall where you hit a stud you didn't intend to. Or we've all, or you've gone to hang a picture 
right, and three of them go up no problem. The fourth one hits cement. My uh, apartment building's been undergoing renovations recently, mm-hmm. and I nearly stepped through a nail because the person they hired was reckless and literally left a pile of nails on the floor. And th- I'm talking like a couple dozen here. Really? Yeah. It was like a spike belt in front of the door to walk <laughs> out to my car. And I. You don't live on a bike lane, do you? Well. <sighs> No. Remember that? I do. By the way, Hmm. before you continue, and I think this will be a good way to end this segment. Okay. When we were playing the uh, audio from the Fredericton shooting this morning. Yes. Or, sorry, this this morning, morning, a couple hours ago, Mm. you you mentioned the maritime accent. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just said... The police chief had a real nice uh, New Brunswick accent. Yeah, and you have one, too, still. It comes out occasionally. Yeah, because you know what you said? Instead of long weekend, you said... Long weekend. Oh, is that right? Yes, and I've noticed that a few times if we've done shows on Thursday or Friday. You always like to bring up that we're getting close to the weekend. See, that's interesting because, and perhaps it's not, but I'll just tell you this, or I could tell you off air. I don't know if our listeners care. I had a thick maritime accent at one point. Oh, I believe it. My mom's from the Maritimes. It's, <laughs> it's pretty it's, obvious, she right? Just moved back about, she just moved back about four months, four years ago. My God. It comes right back. It is back. It is well, thick. I got hired out of university to go work for Algoma Steel, who trained me to be a sales representative to sell steel products in Alberta. Right. And while I completed the training, they honestly felt that I would not be taken as seriously in Alberta with a maritime accent, Mm. so they sent me to a speech pathologist (laughs) to get rid of the accent. It was voluntary. I didn't have to, but I agreed. And I wanted that posting. I wanted to go to Calgary. So I, I rid myself for the most part of that accent, but it does sneak out and it actually if you look at old video of me doing comedy you'll see it much people have often told me i don't sound the same on radio as i do on television when i do comedy and it's because typically i relax i maybe have a drink and i mean you want to really hear the accent you come for a beer after work tonight i I was i was gonna say i'll show you the accent around 10 o'clock oh my uh my mom holy smokes i mean she had been out of nova scotia for uh god like 30 years but would obviously go back to yeah, visit. Yeah, when I go back, it comes out. Visit I, siblings, yeah. visit friends, visit her mother and, and whatnot. And I remember going back with her. And within days. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and not you're, even you're, days. You're sort of mimicking. like it's it's You're not making fun of it. And friends who have gone to the Maritimes with me and heard this accent come out, they think I'm ridiculing and I'm not. Like Exaggerating it's naturally, it. Yeah, it's coming natural. back out again. Yeah. Can't and, help myself. And even, you know what? There was one summer that I spent a month out there with her in Nova Scotia and I even found myself after a month because I found it so interesting and so unique that even when I started talking and this was when I was like 13 or 14 that I was starting to slant my words a little bit Mm -hmm. exaggerate certain words more than I ever would have before and (laughs) my mom was really happy about it but (laughs) but just even I remember coming back and going to school my teacher's thinking like "You, you sound a little different right now and I was like, well, I spent a month in Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and I, I this asked, is what happens to you. I asked a woman in a crowd in, at, uh, in St. John's, Newfoundland. I was doing comedy, and she was in the front row, and I asked her, are you a student? And she goes, yeah. And I go, what are you studying? She goes, uh, pathology, speech pathology. I love it. At Memorial. I love like, it. Oh, you're going to help a lot of people. All right, we're going to take a break. We've been counting down the top 10 TV show theme songs of all time. Uh, give a listen to this one. Glenn Miller played songs that made the hit parade. Now 
like us we had it made Those were the days And you do when you worthy Dance for girls and men, woman Mister, we could use a man like Herbert Hoover Continuing to count down as the afternoon goes on, the top TV show theme songs of all times, the last uh, time, the last one we played, of course, was All in the Family, written by Lee Adams, Charles Strauss, those were the days is the name, which leaves us with four. Uh, coming up on the news hour, at the top of the hour, we'll play number four, and then we'll try and knock off three, two, and one for you. Keep the guesses coming in at 6.30, 6.30. Also from the uh, file, I thought this interesting, because you're young. I am. Brad, I like to... And, I'm, yeah. And I am not. Do you... No. No. <laughs> Thanks for... Anyway, uh, would you uh, suggest that pulling your phone out on a date is rude? Absolutely. Been there. I have a story for you. Really? I do. Because apparently that's not true anymore, but go oh. ahead. Okay. Well, You this dated was... someone who pulled out... No, 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 oh. no, no. I went on a date. So it was a first date, and this would have been seven years ago. I, uh, I take her out. And the dinner's on me, the drinks are on me. That's just the type of man that I am. When I take a woman out, I like to, to treat them to a good evening. So we're there, and to my account, we're having a great conversation. And she pulls out her phone. Mm. So the first time I just said, hey, is it, if it's something urgent and you need to make a phone call, please. Like, I, if I don't, it's something urgent, that's funny. No, but like, I, I don't mind. Please, like, go ahead if you need to you know, make a mm -hmm. call or, or check in with someone. I don't know what their, like, family situation is. Maybe she sure. has an ill family member. Check in with a babysitter, maybe? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, uh, so, whatever. She says, no, 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 sorry about that. I'm just, I'm used to grabbing my phone. Okay. Hmm. The second time, she pulls it out again. And I, I, <laughs> I go, okay, if there's something going on here, if you're not enjoying yourself, by all means, please just admit it. And I have no problem with us just kind of wrapping things up. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll take, wow. uh, I'll pay the bill and we can just move on from this situation. No, 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 no. Sorry. I'm, I'm just like my phone. It's just part of my, my life. Okay. Well, it is for me too, but I'm not pulling out my phone is right. what I'm thinking. She pulls it out the third time. I said, all right, listen, I've given you two opportunities here. I don't know what the deal is. Here's some money for dinner. I got to go. What? Yeah. Threw some cash on the table, did you? Yeah. yeah. It's a bold move. All right, well, I'll tell you all about flip phones in the uh, 4 o'clock half hour. Uh, but as we go to the news break, let's see if you recognize number four. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.